program is really unique because it really is based on a relationship of equals. It's not a mentorship type of relationship. It's not a tutoring or a learning type of relationship that is formed. Uh, the vision, the way that is designed is really to bring together recently arrived refugee women with Montreal area women. Hello and welcome to Point of Entry, a podcast created and hosted by the Refugee Centre. Join us as we explore the experiences and challenges faced by many newcomers to Canada at various stages in their journeys. Transcending Borders, Point of Entry offers an exclusive into the voices behind the numbers and the policies behind the action. Travel alongside the Refugee Centre as our alternating hosts, as well as our captivating guests, guide us through the resettlement process in Canada and introduce us to the inner workings of grassroots, grassroots organizations here in Montreal. Hello everyone, my name is Jude Ibrahim and I'm the mental health coordinator at the Refugee Center and I'm very excited to be a part of today's episode. Today I'll be speaking with Carolina Manganelli, the executive director of Action Refugié Montréal, a nonprofit organization in Montreal that fights for justice for asylum seekers and refugees. They support individuals with a private sponsorship process, advocate for those detained for immigration reasons, and host a number a unique program known as the Twinning Program, something that we will, we will speak about a lot today. Carolina, thank you so much for being here today with us. Uh, to start things off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you to your current role as the Executive Director of Action Refugee Maria? Yes, well, thank you first, Jude uh, and the Refugee Center for uh, having us here today and allowing us to speak about our wonderful programs and Twinning in particular. I'm very happy to be here. Um, I don't like to talk about myself much, but um, I can tell you that uh, I've always been interested in social justice. Um, I've spent most of my academic career and my professional career in the field. Um, I have, uh, I'm a lawyer by background, by training with a master's in human rights law and have always worked either in human rights law or in refugee law. Uh, my first experience was working with UNHCR in Bosnia uh, back in 2000. So that was uh, that was a wonderful, enriching, uh, very very educational experience for me, and it really solidified my uh, dedication and interest in working with the refugee persons, displaced persons, asylum seekers. Um, I also worked as a member of the Immigration and Refugee Board, citing uh, refugee claims. Um, so that was a few years back. And um, when I saw that Action Refugee Montréal was looking for a new director, I thought it was a wonderful opportunity for me to really combine my educational background, my professional background in a way that is really hands-on and working with a wonderful dedicated team doing grassroots accompaniment and advocacy for rights of refugee persons and asylum seekers. So um, I feel like it's a wonderful opportunity. I'm in, in the best place I can be. And I hope that uh, I, can, I can continue the wonderful work that Action Refugié Montréal has been doing now for over 20 years. So really excited to be here. Um, I don't, I can just mention I've 
I've been with the organization since May, so just under a year. I'm very, very excited to be here. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing these wonderful experiences and what brought you to your role. Um, so uh, to talk more about Action Refugee Montreal, I'm wondering when uh, the organization was founded and what services do you offer? Yes, yeah, so um, as I said, we've been uh, in operation since 1994, so 28 mm. years now. I started as a small uh, two-person operation uh, with the founder, previous founder, Glynis Williams. Uh, we're now a team of seven people, um, and we have three major programs. The uh, twinning program, which you mentioned, which is uh, our uh, flagship unique program um, that matches recently arrived refugee women with Montreal area women. Mm. Um, and it's a program that really is meant to um, break isolation for uh, refugee women in particular, uh, create friendships, create bonds, um, and also very enriching for the Montreal women who participate as well. We also have a program that we call the detention program. That's the short name, but the long name is uh, we support and um, accompany people who are detained for immigration purposes. A lot of people don't know that um, for different reasons, uh, very often, because people don't have, for example, identification documents. Uh, when they arrive here and make a refugee claim, uh, if they don't have documents and cannot identify themselves, they are uh, held until they're able to do so. And so they're held in a center um, here, it's called the uh, Immigration Holding Center which is sadly uh, almost like a prison. So uh, really we, uh, we help these people, we accompany them. Um, we're the only organization to have access to this center, which is run by the Federal Canada Border Services Agency. And so we really go in there and um, are a point of contact for them with the outside world. So we go in there and give them information as to why they're there, process for, for being released, getting documents, how to make their claim. We also offer, um, I would say, moral and even just um, uh, support in terms of uh, sometimes they need personal hygiene products or uh, a main thing we do is we provide phone cards so that mm -hmm. they may call um, either people here or back home uh, in order to, to get, for example, those documents. So. Um, we're really a point of contact for them because they have no way to communicate with the outside world while they're there. Um, they're not even allowed to have internet or phones. Um, so so uh, we, we really appreciate and cherish this uh, opportunity to be there and help them uh, while they're there, which can be a very traumatic and stressful and scary experience for them. Uh, so that's one of our other main programs. And our third program is our sponsorship program where we help family members sponsor um, their um, uh, family who are already refugees outside of the country of origin and who are waiting for an opportunity to resettle and find a durable solution. Um, this is through a government program uh, yeah, Quebec and Canada special program and we have special standing special recognition that allows us to do these applications for family members. We recently just uh, two days ago actually submitted 20 new applications for families for this year 
Um, so we're very happy to, to bring people over and reunify them uh, with their family members here. And when they arrive, we accompany them for uh, at least the first year and help them settle here with things like education, language courses, healthcare, uh, social insurance cards, employment, housing, uh, anything that they, that they need to help them really settle and thrive here in their, in their new homes. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. These are such valuable and, and like you said, needed services. Um, and you mentioned three programs, and I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit more about uh, your twinning program and what it offers. Yes, uh, our twinning program. Um, as you know, there are a lot of mentorship programs um, in mm -hmm. different uh, communities for different needs, um, also for refugee persons. Um, this program is really unique because it really is based on uh, relationship of equals. It's not a mentorship type of relationship. It's not a tutoring or a learning type of relationship that is formed. Uh, the vision, the way that is designed is really to bring together recently arrived refugee women with Montreal area women. And uh, uh, as I said, on a reciprocal, mutual respect, equal basis. So it's not Montreal women showing refugee woman how to you know, try in life or anything like that. Um, so it's a really unique in that sense. And um, the, uh, it's also been around for, for many, many years, not 28 years. I don't remember when we started the program. But it's, um, it is unique in that sense. And it has two aspects. It has that individual part where um, what we call the twins. So we, we match two women and uh, when, when they're matched, they're, they're called a twin and uh, they have that individual relationship. We also have group activities mm -hmm. where, where all the participants can, can come and, and be together. So it's an opportunity to have that one-on-one -on -one closer relationship, but also meet other refugee women and other Montreal area women um, in a group context uh, through activities and, uh, and uh, sometimes just fun activities like picnics, um, We've done yoga, we've done art workshops, um, we've done things like have um, Saint Jean Baptiste last year. Uh, we had things like learning the Quebec culture, so it's uh, really really interesting. We're working on doing some computer literacy classes, and especially in a COVID, COVID world now where everything's online. Um, so uh, that's, that's our training program. Oh, that's so great, and it's so wonderful to hear about how it's embedded in reciprocal relationship and respect and value. Mm -hmm. um, and like you mentioned in COVID, you know, especially uh, not just in COVID in general, uh, loneliness is often a very big challenge for newcomers. And now for a quick break to give you our What's Up segment. This upcoming month at the Refugee Center, we have a series of new and exciting services, including our popular language courses starting at the beginning of March. So make sure you sign up in time TRC is also bringing back some of their wellness services, including group art therapy sessions for new mothers in collaboration with the Montreal Museum of Fine Arts, yoga classes, online exercise courses, and cooking workshops in collaboration with Sun Youth and Seam. Join us to cook some of your favorite meals all together in the comfort of your own home. In other news, TRC is proud to announce the return of our coding workshops, where students will be able to learn web development and Python career program. 
Finally, TRC is excited about our upcoming town hall occurring on the 31st of March in collaboration with the series of Montreal community organizations with the aim to create policy actions and provide the opportunity for members of the general public to give their input on community actions in the greater Montreal area. Sign up for our services through our website and stay tuned online to partake in our future events. Thanks for listening in and back to Point of Entry. I was wondering if you can expand on the importance of social connection for these individuals and how that twinning program works to help with this. Mm-hmm. Well, as you know, loneliness is something that everybody can can um, suffer from and, and have to overcome and, and deal with. And, of course. Um, that's very difficult for many reasons for people to make connection. If one is a recently arrived uh, refugee woman, um, even more so, leaving um, one's country or, or even um, uh, if they've been living in another country before coming here, but leaving um, a place that they know, um, a society that they know, leaving behind family and friends, um, it's an even bigger challenge and even more present in these people's lives. Um, so it's it's a real need that exists among these women, and uh, loneliness can be obviously can have detrimental uh, effects on many levels. Um, so we we really uh, are happy to be able to reach out and, and try to break that loneliness and the social um, isolation. Um, it's uh, it's it's important to for women to be with other women I think there's something about you know being a woman that is special and so um, has special challenges has special special needs so uh, opportunity also to connect with other women is, is important and very enriching uh, so uh, we're, we're happy to uh, be able to break that isolation uh, mm-hmm. especially when when they first arrive yeah 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 Hundred percent. It's so good to know that there's the space for that to happen, um, and you know, mention loneliness exists in so many spaces for so many people. And I'm wondering, uh, especially in COVID nineteen, um, how has COVID nineteen affected the twinning program, and how did you uh, adapt to that? So, as we all know, I think uh, COVID has uh, has increased exponentially people's loneliness, being yeah. um, you know isolated from the. <laughs> physically and sometimes unfortunately socially. Um, there was, uh, COVID affected our program in a way that, for example, we had fewer women actually arrive because of the border closing. So um, we didn't have as many recently arrived women. Um, mm-hmm. And so what we did though is we went back to women who've been here for a little bit longer. We usually um, reach out more to women who've been here maybe six months under a year. Uh, without having new arrivals, we, we went back to women who were here a little bit longer. In a sense, um, you know, how COVID almost stopped time. So even though they've been here maybe two years, you know, that one year, that last year, 2020, 2021, is made time stop for everyone. So it's like mm-hmm. they've just arrived anyway. Mm-hmm. We reached out to uh, more partners. Um, so we, we feed uh, into the program by women who come through our sponsorship program, for example. Uh, But we reached out to other organizations um, to see uh, if there was a need there, and there was. Um, And of course, uh, providing the the space 
was a challenge because of COVID. Uh, but we quickly uh, and fairly um, easily adapted by doing a lot of things on Zoom like everybody else. Um, we have a wonderful program coordinator who has this magical talent of uh, matching people and finding just the right fit um, between, between the twins. And uh, she was able to do that uh, through Zoom in a meaningful way and with phone calls and Zoom. So um, that, was, that was easy to adapt. Uh, the group activities was a little bit of a bigger challenge. Uh, but again, we did some online activities. Um, you know, technology is wonderful. Were it not for technology, I don't know where we would be in these COVID times. But we continued our group activities online in the spring and the summer um, with the better weather and some of the easing of restrictions. We held group activities outside. We usually do them in our, in our office or in, a, in the space that's uh, located near our office, but we took advantage of the great weather to do things outside. Um, so it's been a challenge, obviously, and definitely created, as I said, a more need for people to connect. Um, and with the help of technology, we were able really to, to keep the program going. And I have to say, um, we didn't feel that the program suffered at all, either in terms of the number of activities we could do, the number of women that we matched. In fact, we had, uh, you know, we were aiming for 15 sets of twins and we managed to get 18 sets last year. Uh, we managed to do an activity every month, <clears throat> um, whereas our goal was to you know, do one maybe every six weeks, but we managed to do one every four weeks. Um, so, uh, so we're really happy that uh, we were able to keep the program thriving through these times. And hopefully we're going to be coming out of COVID soon, completely, and, uh, and get back to doing things um, in, in person throughout the year, even when our Montreal weather doesn't permit. Yes. That's truly amazing to see the ways you one adapted, but also found alternative ways to connect. And it's truly great to learn about the services and spaces you provide. It's time to take a little break for a refugee spotlight. Beiruz Bouchani, a Kurdish refugee, wrote No Friend But the Mountains, a harrowing memoir written on Bouchani's phone using WhatsApp to document his journey and imprisonment on Manus Island. Buchani, who is a poet, compiled his poems and narrative writings about his various experiences, from hiding in the back of a truck, to fighting off death at sea, to inhumane migrant detention. This book is a painful and beautiful look into what the refugee experience can be like. Check out his book today, which is available at most big bookstores. Follow us on Twitter for more refugee spotlights, and thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of the episode. I'm wondering how can individuals uh, get involved if they are interested in doing so, uh, both newcomers and individuals who have lived in Montreal for longer? Yes, so we have, we're always looking for new participants, um, even though we have uh, quite a few on our, on our waiting list. We're, uh, we're blessed, I would say, uh, having a, a great interest in, in this program. Um, we have different ways, there are different ways that you can uh, contact us. There's our website, of course, uh, so uh, actionr.org, www.actionr.org, uh, with information on the program and the email of a program coordinator with whom people can get in touch. Um, we also um, 
contacté. It's called the Centre d'Action Bénévole de Montréal. We have a lot of Montreal women who go through that organization and, uh, and we, uh, we get referrals through them so they can contact that center and, uh, and be part of their roster and, and then contact us. Um, the uh, coordinator's email address is, uh, what, in French, it's jumelage at actionr.org. So that's another way to contact us. But of course, our website, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all, all fabulous ways to, to get in touch with us and learn about also some of the activities um, that we're doing. We just had a yoga activity last month um, online. So um, we're always happy to have women interested in participating in this, in this program. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing with us these points of contact. Uh, and with that, this concludes uh, this episode of Point of Entry. Uh, truly, thank you so much, Carolina, uh, for joining us today. It was really a pleasure learning more about Action Refugee Montréal and your wonderful training program on all the other services you provide. Uh, to continue learning more about the Refugee Center, uh, you can visit our website at therefugeecenter.org, as well as you can follow us on our social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode, and thank you so much for listening, everyone. Thank you very much, Jude. Thank you to the Refugee Center. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah.